are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the doors moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth, and, so, and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I. Send me. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you for church. And God, thank you for the opportunity to be preaching the word of God. And Father, if I be a man of God, then I pray, dear God, that you'd help me to preach what you've laid upon my heart. And I ask God that you would give me your power and your boldness and your direction. I pray that you would help us tonight. It's our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd also turn your Bibles to Second Chronicles chapter 26, we'll see some verses there in a little bit. The message tonight is found in verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. King Isaiah is listed as one of the good kings that ruled over Judah. In fact, he was one of the better kings that Israel ever had. His father's name was Amaziah. He was a good king until idolatry came into his life. The people in Amaziah's government conspired and killed him. And after Amaziah's death, Uzziah, his son, was chosen by the people to take over the kingdom. He was 16 years old at that time. Second Chronicles chapter 26 and verse 1. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. He, be- he built Eloth and restored it to Judah. After that, the king slept with his fathers. 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign. And he reigned 50 and 2 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jecoliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right. In the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. Uzziah reigned in Judah for 52 years. 
is one of the longer reigns of the kings of Israel in Judah. Uh, Manasseh was the only one that had a longer reign than him. He had 55 years. But Uzziah reigned in Judah for 52 years. The Bible says that he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Uzziah had a mentor and guide in the person of Zechariah. He was a prophet, 2 Chronicles 26 and verse 5. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. The Bible tells us as long as Uzziah sought and followed God, God made him to prosper. And by the way, he was a very successful king. He was a very intelligent king. He was an innovative king. He was a warrior king. He knew how to fight and took back the cities that were lost during his father's kingdom. Second Chronicles chapter 26 verse 2. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah. After the, the king slept with his fathers. Eloth was a port city at the mouth of the Red Sea. And so he conquered and rebuilt it for Judah. And as a port city, they were able to have trade with countries far away. And they had shipping and trade. It was a prosperous time for the city, for the kingdom of Judah. Second Chronicles 26 verse 6. And he went forth and warred against the Philistines and break down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jabna and the wall of Ashdod and built cities about Ashdod and among the Philistines. And God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians that dwelt in Gurbal and the Mehunims. He fought against the Philistines, the enemy of the Jews. He broke down the wall of their major cities. Goliath was from the city of Gath. Ashdod is where the Philistines took the ark of God and set it in the temple of their false god Dagon. And we know the story. They put the, uh, the ark of God in the temple of Dagon and the next morning they found Dagon. On his face before the ark of God with his palms cut off. The next day they say, well, maybe that was an accident. The next day they put him again uh, there in, with the ark of God. But the next day he was again fallen down. But not only his palms were cut off, but his head was cut off. Because no false god is ever worthy of being in the same place as the god of gods. Uzziah destroyed the walls of these great cities, then built cities around them where the Jews would live, uh, signifying that, that that country was a conquered country. God helped him not only against the Philistines, but the Bible also says against the Arabians. The surrounding countries gave tribute to King Uzziah. Second Chronicles 26 verse 8, And the Ammonites gave, gave gifts to Uzziah. And his name spread even to the entering of Egypt. He was so famous and popular that even the people all the way in Egypt heard about King Uzziah. For he strengthened himself exceedingly. People did not want to be on the wrong side of the King Uzziah. Militarily speaking, Judah was not a country to be messed with. And by the way, not unlike America today. A foreign country would be foolish to attack the capital of Judah. And that was Jerusalem. Second Chronicles 26 verse 9. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at the valley gate and at the turning of the wall and fortified them. The army of Judah was a formidable army. He was capable of taking care of business. Verse 11 of Second Chronicles chapter 26. Moreover, Uzziah 
had a host of fighting men that went out to war by bands according to the number of their account by the hand of Jael the scribe and Messiah the ruler under the hand of Hananiah one of the king's captains. The whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men of valor were 2,600. And under their hand was an army, 300,000 and 7,500 that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. I've always liked things military. I like the fact that our country has the greatest military on earth. I like the fact that our country has the greatest military on earth. I read about the exploits of our special forces and I swell up with pride about, uh, with the fight, fighting men and women of our armed forces. I like the fact that our president does not mess around with our enemies. I like the fact that our president does not mess around with our enemies. I'm glad that he is proud of our military. That's the kind of commander-in-chief that we want. We don't want an appeaser for a commander-in-chief. We want one that would stand up to the enemy and say, No, you don't mess with America. Hey, man. He is a president who instills pride in our soldiers and helps them get the job done. Uzziah's army had the latest and greatest weapons of his day. 2 Chronicles 26 verse 14. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the hosts shields and spears and helmets and haberdashers and bows and slings to cast stones. And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. During Uzziah's reign, the Jews held almost as much land as in the days of Solomon. It was a prosperous time. It was a time where the military was strong. It was a time when the economy was good. Things were going well in Judah. It's sad to say that in the height of his power, Uzziah succumbed to the sin of pride. 2 Chronicles 26, 16, But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. He entered the temple and tried to burn incense, which was not allowed for him to do. Only the priests were supposed to burn incense. And for his sin, God made Uzziah a leper. 2 Chronicles 26 verse 17, And Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant men. They were brave men. They would stood the king. And they would stood Uzziah the king and said unto him, It appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord. You have no business in the house of God. But to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense, go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed. Neither shall I be for thine honor from the Lord God. Then Uzziah was wroth, and who are these people that tell me what to do? And had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priest, the leprosy even rose upon his forehead and, and before the priest in the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. And Azariah the chief priest and all the chief priests looked upon him. And behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him out from thence. Yea, he himself hasted also to go out, because the Lord had smitten him. King Uzziah was a leper until his death. 
He was segregated from the people, but he was still the king. His son helped carry out his policies until he died. Second Chronicles 26, 21. And Uzziah, the king, was a leper until the day of his death and dwelt in a several house being a leper. For he was cut off from the house of the Lord and Jotham, his son, was over the house, the king's house, judging the people of the land. And for the most part, for the rest of his reign, Uzziah ruled well and prospered in Judah. We now come to the message tonight. Isaiah has been enjoying a prosperous time in the history of Judah. They had a great military. They had domestic tranquility. No foreign enemies dared to attack Jerusalem. They lacked for nothing. No mention of fam famines or catastrophes. The economy was good. They were great days to be alive. But that was the problem. Things were good. Things were going smoothly. So smoothly that Isaiah was not able to see what really mattered in life. Until God took Uzziah out of the way. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. The danger of having a great economy. And by the way, it was great before COVID. The fact that the economy has not tanked because of COVID is because the economy was great back then. Unemployment was at a record low. By the way, you don't have to, amen. I'm still going to preach it anyway, amen. And uh, I'm a little tick now. I mean, that's, you should be agreeing with that, amen. You have been buying from CNN and all those news outfits. Unemployment was at a record low. Jobs were abundant. If you wanted a job back then, yes, you can get one. By the way, the fact that we're still here, even though COVID hit, is because of testimony, the fact that the, the economy was great. Our military is great. And as I mentioned, the greatest military in the world. President Trump has given our military a sense of worth and pride. And I'm glad for that. Our foreign enemies have to think twice before messing with America. And by the way, that is a good thing. Amen. By the way, let me tell you this. That is why I am voting for President Trump. I'm voting for President Trump because I want a strong military. Because I want a wall at the border. Because I want the emphasis on life in the Republican platform. I am not for abortion. I am not for the murdering of babies in a mother's womb. I am not for calling illegal aliens undocumented immigrants. I am for religious liberty, the freedom to worship God as we see fit without government approval. I am, I am for getting rid of this tear system and getting rid of this mask. People in power keep saying, follow the science. Well, show us the science so we can think for ourselves and behave responsibly on our own. Own. We're not stupid. We can read. We can understand. But there's something wrong about saying we are the expert and we're the only one qualified to interpret the words that are in this report. There's something wrong with that. No, sir. We're not stupid. We're not dumb. 
Hi, man. And because I'm voting for President Trump, that means I'm not voting for Biden and Harris. Are you kidding me? Marriage is between a man and a woman. Not all these genders that they keep coming up with. Pretty soon they're going to use up all the letters in the alphabet. No, sir. And by the way, I am not for a socialist country. I came from a country where martial law was in force. I remember laying in bed at night and hearing people running and then gunshots. Because they were out beyond curfew. I don't want that for me. No, sir. You want a socialist country? Go to one. Don't make this one. You see, I'm not for big government. Our founding fathers designed a limited form of government. Now let me say this, neither party, a political party is perfect. But I'm voting for the closest platform that conforms to my beliefs of God and country. And that party is the Republican Party. Amen. You can vote any way you want, but that's not what I'm voting for. You know, you can have your own opinion, but my opinion is this. How can a Christian vote Democrat? Amen. I said it. There was a time when politicians came to church and presented their platform. Amen. Hey, I wish I had a horn. I'm for a great America. And we do have a great country. But that is the problem. That is the problem. We fail to see God. Uzziah. Uzziah is in the way. We fail to see God because Uzziah is in the way. You see, when God takes Uzziah out of the way, we get to see God for who He really is and for all the glory that He possesses. Isaiah 6, 1, in the year that King Uzziah died, God took Uzziah out of the way. And then what did Isaiah see? I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and His train filled the temple. When God takes Uzziah away, we see that God is still on the throne. Yes, we ought to exercise our right to vote and seek to get people in government that will, will be for liberty and freedom. But regardless of who wins, God is still on the throne. God is still in control. And God is still God. And God is still the King of kings. And He still rules in the affairs of man. God is still orchestrating events according to His will. God will get done what He promised to get done. God's word will not be broken. His promises will always be true. When God takes His eye away, we will see that God is on His throne. But not only will we see God on the throne, when God takes Uzziah away, we will see him high and lifted up. You see, there's no other king higher than our God. God is the most high God. King Nebuchadnezzar, the ruler of that great kingdom of Babylon, was humbled by God and understood that God was the most high God. He went out of his mind for years. And then after a while, God says, okay, now you're ready. 
to understand who I really am. The Bible says he ate like animal. He behaved like an animal till he knew that the most high God ruled in the kingdom of men. And that he appointed over it whomsoever he will. When God takes Josiah away, we'll see that God is still on the throne. We'll see that God is the most high God. There is no other God greater than our God. And I say this without malice or, 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 or ill intent. But you know what? Allah is not greater than Jehovah God. You know what it means when they say Allah Akbar? What they're saying is Allah is greatest. Well, I beg your pardon. That's not true. Jehovah God is greatest. And by the way, I don't have to protect my God's integrity. I don't have to go out there and kill people in the name of my God. No, sir. My God can take care of himself. Hey Amen. What a puny God you have that you have to defend him physically. My God doesn't need my help. He can vindicate himself. He can show himself strong without me. Allah is not greater than the one true God. The millions of Hindu gods are not greater than the one true God. And that goes for all the false gods in the world. There's only one true God. The most high God. And by the way, Jesus is the most high God. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He claimed to be equal with God. Because he is God. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself. And became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. And given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. When God takes Josiah away we'll see that God is still on the throne. When God takes Josiah away we'll see that God is still high and lifted up. When God takes Josiah away we'll see that God is a holy God. Amen. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 2 above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. And with twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. These angelic creatures could not even stay in the presence of God without covering their face and their feet. Why? God is that holy. Their task is to cry out day and night, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Holy means to be separate from the rest. It's the idea of no comparison. God is glorious above all others. Moses asked this question in Exodus chapter 15. He asked, Who is like unto thee, O Lord? Among the gods, who is like thee, uh, thee and glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? The answer to that question is none. There's no one like God because God is holy. During the tribulation, those in heaven will sing a song that goes like this. Uh, uh, great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. 
Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee. For thy judgments are made manifest. When God takes Josiah away, we'll see God is still on the throne. We'll see God high and lifted up. We'll see the holiness of God. And when God takes Josiah away, we'll see the uncleanness of man. The Bible says in verse 5, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. You see, when we see God for who He is, will see us for what we really are. Woe is me, Isaiah said. You see, it's easy to be proud when God is blocked from you by our Usaias. But when God take Usaias out of the way, we'll see what we really are compared to our holy and majestic God. Isaiah cried out, woe is me, I'm unworthy to even be in his presence. The Apostle Paul said this in Romans 7, 24. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? What caused Paul to proclaim his wretchedness? In the verses before that, he said this in the commandment which was ordained to life. I found to be unto death for sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me and by it slew me. Wherefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. Paul placed himself beside the holiness of God and His Word, and he had no choice but to say, Oh, wretched man that I am. When God takes the Usaias away, we'll see that God is still on His throne. When God takes the Usaias away, we'll see God high and lifted up. When God takes the Usaias away, we'll see the holiness of God. When God takes the Usaias away, we'll see the uncleanness of men. And when we begin to see these things about God, then we can hear what God is trying to say. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. He says, after he saw God, when God took Isaiah out of the way, in verse 8 he said, Also, I heard the voice of the Lord, saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Isaiah lived for God a lifetime, preaching and warning God's people, he was faithful to his task even when it did not seem like he was making any progress. Why was that? Because he saw God once Josiah was taken away. And when he saw God, he saw himself. And when he saw himself compared to God, he had no other choice but say, God, what would you have me to do? You see, is your Josiah keeping you? From seeing God. What or who is Uzziah tonight? Is your Uzziah the fear of the giants of this world? 
Israel was on the verge of possessing the promised land. They sent out 12 spies to look over the land. And when they came back, 10 men saw the giants. That was their Uzziah. Numbers 13, 27, And they told him and said, We came into the land, and whither thou sendest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, that was the giants. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. What happened to the ten? They placed Uzziah before God. The Uzziah, the people, the giants, the walled cities. They placed them before God. And they could not see God because Uzziah was in the way. But two men, Caleb and Joshua, they saw the same things as these ten men. But they took Uzziah out of the way. And when they did, they saw God. Numbers 13, verse 30, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. They saw the same things, but there was no Uzziah between them and God. And when they saw God and His majesty, and when they saw God and His power, they were able to say, You know what? Let's go now. We're able to overcome this. But the other man kept putting Uzziah back. Numbers 13, 31. But the man went up with him and said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. They keep taking Uzziah and putting Uzziah in front of their God and say, No, we're not able because this Uzziah of the giant, this Uzziah of the walled cities, this Uzziah of the surrounding cities, this Uzziah of, of not being able to conquer these cities, there we're not able to do that. Caleb and Joshua said, take Uzziah out of the way and you'll see how you can conquer it. We'll never see God for what he is. And we'll never know God and what he can do until we get Uzziah out of the way. They made fear their Uzziah. They made their family their Uzziah. Numbers 14 verse 2. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? They placed their families before God. And they never found out what God could do to the giants. They never found out what God could do to the walled cities. Their families had to wait 40 years before they saw God do what He wanted to do all along. And that was to show Himself strong on behalf of His people. By the way, even in the wilderness, God still took care of His children. God provided manna to eat. God kept their clothes and shoes from wearing out. Why? Because God was being God. He still cared for and loved His people. And in His mercy, 
He provided what they needed. But don't mistake the mercy of God for His approval. The Bible tells us that God was grieved with them for 40 years. Psalm 95 verse 8, Harden not your heart as in the provocation as the day of temptation in the wilderness when your father tempted me and proved me and saw my work. 40 years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their heart and they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. But God took care of them. Yes. He did. Because that's what God does. Is fear of the giants and what you think they can do. Your Uzziah. Place Uzziah out of the way. So you can see what our God can do. Have you placed your family in front of God? Then they are your Uzziah. Give them to God. And allow Him to do as He pleases. And that's how we will see God and all his glory. Is pride your Uzziah? Pride in your accomplishments and your abilities? Move your Uzziah to the side so you can see how dependent on God we really are. Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. You see, when he was strong, he had Uzziah in front of God. But when he takes Uzziah out of the way, he realizes he's weak. But when we're weak, we're strong. Because now we're looking to God for our help. Is government your Uzziah? Put Uzziah to the side. You know, I'm voting for President Trump. Yes, but he's not my Uzziah. He is not my help. I need to put him aside. So I can see who my help really is. And it is God. God says, Psalm 118.8, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in Prince, princess. Yes, I'll vote. And I'll vote for President Trump. But he's not my God. Jehovah is my God. May I say this. Anything we put before God becomes an idol. And it will keep us from seeing God for who he really is. It will keep us from seeing ourselves for who we really are. And it will keep us from hearing the call of God in our lives. And it will keep us from seeing what God can really do. God does delight in showing himself strong. But not when you put Josiah in front of him. I wonder how it would have turned out for Lot. Had he put his greed out of the way, that was his Josiah. I wonder how his wife and children would have turned out. His possessions. Had he looked over the well water plains of Sodom and Gomorrah. That was his Uzziah. And placed it to the side. I wonder how God would have directed him. And how God would have shown himself mighty. In his life. But no. He kept Uzziah. In front. He kept his dependence on his ability. To make money. 
Oh, if we just put Uzziah out of the way. What have we placed before God? What or who is your Uzziah? Place it out of the way and give it to God so you can see and hear so God can do what he wants to do with your life. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.